and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. What an amazing time uh, to come and worship God together. This time I'd like to read this passage of Scripture in the book of Acts. Obviously, uh, we have to feast in the book of Acts as far as signs and wonders and miracles. We've been going through that as our theme for the entire year of 2023. It's an amazing time going through from Genesis uh, to Revelation. But here in chapter 5, allow me to start from verse 19. We have a, a large uh, uh, pericope this morning, but just let me just highlight some of the... Um, Verses here, starting in verse 19. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at the daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought But when the officers came, they did not find them in prison. So they returned and reported, we found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them wondering what this would come to. A classic, a classic response. Every time there's miracles around the area, there is signs. That's why they call it signs and wonders. People would be perplexed and wondering after a miracle had, had happened. This time, we're talking about, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, there's so much power happening. We're talking about the people of God here. The people of God coming together and seeing the hands of the Lord, not just the word of God preached, uh, the word of the Lord preached, but the hand of the Lord was upon, upon the saints and upon the apostles that even the shadow of, uh, of Peter, uh, you know, people would bring the sick to the side of the road and, and as, 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 uh, as Philip would, uh, not Philip, but Peter would walk by, they get healed. <laughs> what an amazing miracle here. But the point here is not even the shadow. <laughs> the point that we are highlighting here is an angel of the Lord came to the rescue simply because the Sadducees and the religious folks were so jealous about what had happened. Look, they went to the temple court. They heard, uh, they were given a chance to speak and Peter spoke and people were amazed and says, would you please come by again next, next weekend, next Sabbath? And he came the next Sabbath. It was so packed with people. And then he, and, and, and the people found and discovered the power of God. And, and so the, the people of God were so excited. People were inviting their neighbors and the sick. And, and as I've told you, uh, shadows, uh, even just the shadow of Peter could bring about healing. And out of that jealousy came this miracle. Now, uh, as, as we move along here, I would like to highlight the people of God, the description of the people of God during this time. 
And the religious folks, specifically the Sadducees, you have to understand, the Sadducees, they don't believe in angels. The mere fact that the Lord performed a miracle through an angel is just a comedic, uh, it's just almost like a comedy. <laughs> it's almost like a revenge. Shattering, shattering their mindset about spiritual beings called angels. And so we see here the power of God seen and manifested through the people of God. And I, I decided to just highlight on the descriptions of the people of God in this passage of Scripture, if you would allow me. So for those of you who are watching, I'd like you to understand that the Lord had brought about a, an assembly of people called the church. And the church are, are the called out ones. Those people have been called out from darkness to light. And if you're listening and you're part of the body of Christ, of the church, you're a believer, uh, I'd like you to learn from this uh, session that we have this morning and, uh, and call out and, and just for us to embrace and thank God for the descriptions that I personally discovered from this passage of Scripture. As we move along, here are the descriptions of God's people in the middle of this miracle that we have here with us. That, now remember, remember, um, the, the, the impact of this was so amazing that in chapter 6, verse 7, let me read it first, uh, the effect of this miracle. Let me read this. The word of God continued to increase, verse 7, chapter 6, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and great many of the priests became ob obedient to the faith. What an impact this miracle had. Now, Let's look at this, uh, let, let's look at this uh, miracle in the midst of persecution. This is a miracle done in the midst of persecution. And how did the church respond? And these are the description. By the way, when we, call, when we say miracle, once again, we're talking about, remember these three words, wonder, power or works, mighty works and signs. So basically signs, wonders, and power or, or, or mighty works. And so here are the description. Number one is the description of the church is united miracle workers. The people of God were described here as united body of Christ performing signs and wonders. And basically the Lord had heard the cries of their hearts before this thing happened. The church had a united prayer meeting in chapter 4. Let me read it, and then we'll see the answer to that prayer. Chapter 4, verse 29. And the Lord looked upon their threats and grant to your servants. This is their prayer request. Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. We're talking about patay kung patay. I mean, we're talking about people being persecuted and yet, with all boldness, while you stretch out your hands to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. You're talking about the word of God in his hand, working hand in hand in order for this miracle to happen. Did the Lord answer? Chapter 12 says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together... In Solomon's portico in verse 12 of chapter 5. So they were together. 
Signs and wonders were performed. Even Peter's shadows performed miracles. Now let's look at that event, verse 17. We're talking about united miracle workers here. And verse 17, as I have read a while ago, but the high priest, and verse 17, but the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is the party of Sadducees, and filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. And because of this, they couldn't find a way to put a stop to it out of their jealousy, the Sadducees, out of their jealousy. They took the apostles and put them in prison. These apostles were led by Peter himself. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. We see here a miracle happened, but there's a purpose. Think about it. This is a miracle with a purpose. What did, why did the angel do this? Because he says, go and stand in the temple and speak the pe to people all the words of life. That is the purpose, that we may continue to proclaim the gospel to the people around us. And when they heard this, they entered the temple and they break and began to teach. So they started teaching. Now then the high priest, so to cut, to, cut, to cut the story short, the high priest came and they wanted to meet up with these apostles. But when the uh, leaders went and checked the prison, the prisoners weren't there anymore. They were all in shock and awe. What a comedy because the Sadducees, remember, don't believe in angels. And that's, we're talking about the Sadducees. That's why they're sad, you see. <laughs> they don't believe in angels. But I want you to know today, part of this miracle, I want to build, a, uh, build a, a foundation to us believers as you're watching right now. What is, an, what is an angel for? I want you to know that angels were designed to, they are ministering spirits. as what it says in Hebrews 1.14. They are not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. Angels are supposed to serve the people of God. They're ministering spirits. And not only that, Hebrews 13, 2 described angels as do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. In other words, sometimes I thank God for Filipinos for being so, uh, what do you call that? Filipinos are known to be hospitable. We are hospitable. Uh, uh, our culture is very hospitable. And guess what? Do you know what the scripture says? By being hospitable, you might not even know that by entertaining strangers, you're welcoming angels. What an amazing uh, picture. But I want you to know that angels won't just come and, and go for you for, at your service like a genie. It's not always like that. As I've said, there's a purpose why an angel came forth. The angel came forth for the preaching of God's word in the temple so the people would hear it. It's not just for the sake of doing it and for your own comfort that the angel would show up. Show up. Lord, it's hot. Please send an angel to cover the sky. It's not going to happen. There's always a purpose. Now, in history, there were miraculous angels that have come to rescue, but not all the time. For example, Matthew was beheaded. An angel did not come. History would tell us, it's not in the Bible, but history would tell us that Matthew was beheaded. Angels didn't show up. Mark died in Alexandria after being dragged through the streets of the city in Egypt. 
and Angel did not show up. I don't know why, but it didn't. History would tell us that he was, he was dragged uh, through the streets. Luke was hanged on an olive tree in Greece, according to history. I wonder why an angel did not show up. John died a natural death, but hey, at one point, uh, he was unsuccessfully tried to boil him. People unsuccessfully tried to boil him in oil. But they, they, I don't know if angels showed up there. Peter was crucified upside down in Rome, history would tell us. James was beheaded in Jerusalem, the brother of the brother of Jesus. James the less was thrown from the height then beaten with clubs. Angels did not show up. Philip was hanged. Bartholomew, probably the real name, almost like the other name of Nathaniel, was whipped and beaten un until death. Andrew was crucified and preached at the top at his, of his voice for, uh, to his persec uh, persecutors until he died. Thomas was run through with a spear. Remember Thomas, the, doubt, the doubting Thomas? He was, according to history, he was run through with the spear. Jude was killed with, an, with, with the arrows of an executioner. Matthias was stoned and then beheaded. Remember Matthias, the one who replaced Judas? And Barnabas and Paul was beheaded in Rome. So, I don't want us going out and calling on angels to serve us, all right? There's always a purpose. The rescue from prison was wonderful, but for a purpose so they could continue their work. God didn't set them free primarily for their safety and comfort. They were set free for a reason, for a mission. So I could surmise that the angels in the book of Acts are aligned to the purpose of the book, which is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 which is you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Even angels in the book of Acts were aligned to that purpose. Talking about the purpose. So we're talking about united miracle workers, the church, the people of God. Number two, unmuted gospel heralds. The people of God are unmuted. Unlike in Zoom, you're having a meeting. You don't want to hear your teacher. or You don't want to be heard. You just unmute yourself, you know. Uh, but the gospel heralds cannot be unmuted. Verse 26, and the captain with the officers went through them and not by force, but for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest questioned them saying, we strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. The people of God have been preaching and teaching to people, making disciples. It's like having small groups everywhere. I'm now in, 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 in uh, the BGC, and sometimes I would go to Aura, and I would go, I'd go to a mall, and go to uh, uh, the food court, and I would see Bible studies, people just having small groups in that place. Amazing, amazing. And verse 29, but Peter and the apostles answered, you must obey God rather than men, and God and the God of our fathers raised Jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. What, what's our message? What have we been teaching the people anyway? The gospel, the resurrection of Christ. That's what Peter did. Verse 31, God exalted him at the right hand as leader and savior and give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Peter preached the gospel once again when they were summoned. Unhindered, 
unmuted gospel herald. And, and I experienced that when I was a student in college where we were asked to stop doing what we were doing. There were so many fraternities, they, they were not able to address them. But here we were doing Bible studies in our, my university and we were called for to stop doing it. I remember as a student, I was graduating student, the student uh, affairs uh, admin, admin called on me and some of the leaders of different religious groups and we were asked to stop. I was graduating anyway, so I spoke. <laughs> Maybe out of boldness or out of, you know, just giving my best shot before I graduate. I used this passage of scripture when Gamaliel spoke right after this in, in the later verse, in verse uh, in, in verse 32, 33, where Gamaliel spoke and says, if this is not from God, it will stop. But if it is from God, we will end up fighting against God. And that was a, an amazing experience. Um, uh, were we persecuted when, when I was in college? We were, but that's nothing compared to here. They're put in prison. What else? So they preach the gospel. Peter preached it. And what else here? Unvowed, spirit-led witnesses. They weren't just um, united miracle workers. They weren't just unmuted gospel heralds, but they were unbowed, spirit-led witnesses. Look, let's look at verse 31. They were witnesses to these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. What do we mean by witnesses? They were witnesses. Acts 4.19 says, Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must be judged. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen or heard, I should add, or experience. So it is really uh, the will of God that we will be witnesses. That's basically what has been said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 anyway, that we will all be witnesses in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So as I end today, as I've described the people of God in the midst of this miracle done by God through the apostles, sending angels to set them free and to create just such a wonder among, amongst the religious folks, I said this, when God allows us to experience a miracle, it's not only for our personal deliverance, but also for His mission plan. Remember that His miracle has a purpose. And that is for his mission plan. I want us to come and worship God together as we celebrate the goodness of God through the gospel. That true enough, the gospel cannot be shut up, can, you know, cannot, cannot be uh, uh, unmuted because the people of God will continue on. Let's worship God this morning once again. I will not fear when the waters rise I will not fear the walk through fire. I will not fear when the waters rise. I will not fear the walk through fire. For you are with me. You are with me.
let's take the time uh, to uh, pray at this time and just thank God for His goodness over us. And what, a, what an amazing um, revelation to know that we have been given the tasks to speak of His Word, the Word of this life. My prayer for, is for each and every one of us to be His conduit as a church. Church is not a building, it's the people of God. We come together, we gather, but at the same time, we get to scatter all of us during the week. But when we gather again through small groups or to Sunday worship service, I want us to know it's, it's almost like a gas station, but we really we're designed to go and spread out to preach that same gospel that they preached during that time, that God became man in Christ Jesus, that he lived the life we should have lived, died the death we should have died. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He was buried, but he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God so that he may offer forgiveness of sins and eternal life for those who will repent and believe in him. May we all be recipient. I know some of you have been a recipient, but some of you listening right now have not been a recipient of that gospel. Receive him now. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for those who are listening and just heard the gospel preached right now. That truly the good news is that the Lord has sent a solution to our dilemma that we are bound to die and, 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 and be punished forever. And yet the Lord had come, sent His Son to save us, gave us the gift of eternal life, forgiveness of sins, so that we too can be conduit of God's missions, mission plan to the rest of the world. Lord, I pray for the church, the body of Christ, the people, the saints, to continue to do what we, you've called us to do. If it takes sending signs and wonders, let it be. So the gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.